bringing a liberty-based mind to interior design. Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let outdated sales techniques put your business at risk. Learn how to update your prospecting and messaging strategies over at Brian Nichols Consulting. Yeah, I can get that right. Com. Yeah, new sponsor, BNC, Brian Nichols Consulting, my brand new company. Hope you guys are excited as I am. And uh, yes, welcome to today's episode because we are, in fact, talking about how we can bring a liberty-based mind to interior design. I saw you laughing, Kate. I know you like that. Joining us on the show from the Dark Entries Designs, Kate Barnett, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I- that's that energy. That's that enthusiasm is as far as I got. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, hopping on today, and I'm looking forward to digging into yes, the idea of talking about how we are bringing liberty ideas. And and I know, folks, it sounds like a stretch. You're gonna hear how we're gonna get there, I promise. But to the idea of where we are with uh, with the interior design, we talked about this back when we first connected there uh, last week, and I, I think you know this is a great opportunity for us to start building bridges as we've been. Talking talking about here in the show, more in the cultural space. So before we kind of dig into that, Kate, do us a favor, introduce uh, yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience. I'm Kate Barnett. I'm the owner, operator, designer, artist of Dark Entries Design. You can check it out at darkentriesdesign.com and find all my social media things there, as well as join my newsletter if you'd like. You'll get a free luxury office shopping list. So that's fun. And uh, yeah, well, I'm excited to share my origin story and a bit about myself with you and your audience. Oh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So let's, let's kind of start digging into there, right? You're in the world of interior design, which I think is no secret, is much more of a liberal left-leaning field. It just kind of seems to be that way, at least. But you find yourself more in the liberty-based politics world. I see you on Twitter retweeting some of my uh, my memes and such, so that makes me smile. But talk to us, right? I'm sure it must be a little bit different of experience being from that political camp versus what is the norm. Yeah, it is. Uh, to, to start out, I've been an artist my whole life. I've drawn my whole life. I have no memory of not drawing in some capacity. I was obsessed with with like Legos and making houses out of Legos, uh, uh, Barbie dream house, the 1990s Barbie dream house with battery powered elevator was like best birthday gift ever. So <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that was like the, the subconscious roots of, of pursuing interior design. Then as a kid, you know, a bit older, about 10 years old, I, uh, got, sorry, was loaned the Sims by a f- neighbor and my brother and I played it. And of course, I got the cheat code for the money just so I could build the houses because that was expensive to do in the game. So I didn't give a crap about The Sims. I just built houses. And that around that same time, I uh, I had a teacher. Okay, this is also around the same time as 9-11. So bringing news and current events into school kind of became a norm. And I don't, you know, better for worse, that's what it was. I was a post-environment that We all, if you're around that age, you grew up with, most likely. So I started watching, what, on Today Show, whatever it was, morning hoopla, 
fairly, they, they presented as middle of the road. Wasn't really. So I went home and asked my mom questions and she's way into all the politics. Like she spent her young adulthood raising children and making sure we didn't know a damn thing about the president other than he played saxophone. So <laughs> <laughs> literally that's all I knew was this little kid and that's fine. Um, so comparing that with art and liberty, I, as a young teenager, I, and as far as I know, was the only kid in my school who had a, a comprehension of political science, a comprehension of art, art history, and other things, and, and was obsessed with HGTV uh, when it was still fun. Now it's very, um, it's way more entertaining than design, which is fine. They make money good for them. Then as a, in high school, I went to a charter art school, which has become such a weird thing now. I graduated 15 years ago and I was the old, like one of three libertarian-ish people there. And now it's the conservative thing. And it's like, okay, this is my life. So I was always very upfront about my liberty views and I was totally okay being the only one. Uh, I'm a natural redhead. My brother and I are natural redheads. So we were very used to being the only one and that's fine. So uh, after, <clears throat> excuse me, questions, I'm rambling. You're muted. <laughs> okay. <Keep going. laughs> so after high school and my, uh, like, I guess this is like super basic. I just worked in generic retail, very good at merchandising, not super good with the, like, I'm not this enthused in person all the time. I'm much, very much a resting bitch face. <laughs> and, I, and before that was even a phrase, I was a, are you okay? What's wrong? Yes, this is just my face. That was, that was my life experience. But <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. It works. So I paid my way through school after a few years. Uh, so it was, a again, an alternative school. It's a career school out of Oregon, of all places. It's a heritage school of interior design. So I did an online course with them, and it was pretty in-depth. It, it's essentially a certificate that has the knowledge base of an associate's degree, which is a lot of information for 12 weeks. And it was, the teacher was an architect, so there was some kind of, like, creative clashes but that's okay it's you live and learn then after that excuse me then I started uh pretty much right after graduating I started my business and it, that was has been its own learning curve like I have taken my time deliberately I'm not I am self-funded I have had helped friends and family I have had uh had to have day jobs and that's fine because uh, over the years, I've just like, okay, I can tweak this and make it more of this. How can I better explain why I believe what I believe, how, where I'm coming from, what is, why interior design is important to everyone. So there's the overarching, quick-winded radio spiel. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so. thank you. I, I, I appreciate that because, frankly, and, and this is something we've been talking about more here in the show. We have a responsibility, I dare say an obligation, to 
to step into this cultural conversation more than we have. And I think more often than not, we get comfortable in what we're we're confident with, right? So mm-hmm. when you're talking to a lot of libertarians, what are they confident and comfortable with? Talking oh, about right. libertarianism. So yeah. naturally, we kind of coalesce in this little bubble, and it is yep. a little bubble, right? I mean, I, it I, is. right? I candidly just was speaking at the Libertarian Party of Indiana, and you know, it's it's a bubble of libertarians, which is great. However, if we want to grow, we have to get outside of that bubble and mm-hmm. enter into conversations that might not necessarily be the traditional areas we think about. And I, I love the fact that you're bringing a different way of talking about a cultural conversation in the culture, but doing it through really your your design, right? And and you talked about how HGTV is now versus what it used to be spot on, right? It's it's completely yeah. changed from what it was. So now you're offering, actually, in this case, actually kind of an alternative to that, right? So talk to us about the process, how, how your process versus the, I guess, contrived process people see on HGTV or, you know, DIY. What does your process look like when you're going through and trying to help map out an environment for someone? Well, for the most part, the biggest uh, entertainment part with HGTV HGTV now is that they use animation in what, as well as the renderings. I can make renderings. I use the software to make renderings. Uh, it's it, it's essentially what the kids call AI generated whatever. So, like I'm moving things in around in a space that I make. It's it's not nearly as uh, elaborate and cartoony as our HGTV makes it seem. The point is though, the goal is though that when uh you get the my deliverable. So you have you gave me all your inspiration. We had talks. We had got all the looks and the materials and the and the uh, furniture and all the necessary goods that you need for your new space, whether it's an office, living room, etc. Then I you have your based on the tier, you'll get either a shopping list and some instructions, a ret, like a basic mood board. A, a little more in-depth mood board, like a vision board, where you have some depth and proportion, and uh, excuse me. And then there's a uh, full rendering, which is not animated. So that's the big difference with, you know, the entertainment world of this and myself or any normal everyday neighborhood interior designer, because we're just most of us aren't making multi-million dollars to have a team that will do all those kinds of things because they're not necessary because you your the goal is taking these items like with my service because it's all online following instructions asking questions and then implementing the plan and having a feeling of success yes. and luxury that you did it yourself you don't need i don't care if you give me credit that's fine you I want your home to be livable. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to come home to a space that you can rejuvenate. That isn't like, oh, I have to clean this. Right. Yeah. Well, can we really quickly, because you're actually going right where I want to go. Do you ever watch political candidates and think, I can do better than this? Or maybe you're curious about how to get involved for local and state offices, but you just don't know where to start. Well, have no fear, because the Libertarian Party of Illinois is holding a four-hour online candidate training course this Saturday, March 11th, split into two two-hour sessions. This course is perfect for those new to running for office, as well as experienced candidates who want to brush up on their skills. And the course is covering everything from planning your campaign to getting out the vote. And the two expert trainers are Russ Clark and yours truly, who are teaching you about 
your campaign mechanics and messaging. And the training is designed to be fun and engaging because guys, we want you to get the most out of it. So if you're interested, sessions again are Saturday, March 11th with session one starting at 10 a.m. Central and session two at 4 p.m. Central. Both sessions should be attended and experienced by new candidates and old candidates alike. And the cost to attend is a $25 donation to the Libertarian Party of Illinois. So register now and take the first steps towards running a winning campaign at briannicholshow.com forward slash L-P-I-L. And that is the idea of energy, right? Now, mm-hmm. I don't care what people want to call it. They can call it God, collective consciousness, power of prayer, energy, whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. there's something out there when you get into an environment and it just it, it feels right. The vibes get going, whether it's the vibrations, the frequencies, whatever it may be. But you feel good, right? Yes. Talk to us about how you're helping incorporate that idea of the energy, that collective whatever it is out there into the living space for someone when you're mapping out a design. Absolutely. So there are practical things there, like psychological things in your bedroom, for example, you should have uh, be facing the doorway when you're sleeping. Like you can get up and defend yourself position. It's science. There's that is an energetic thing as well. You will feel better. Another thing I always suggest, and I have uh, blogged about this numerous times, (laughs) is daylight. Daylight's a big deal. And within recent years, people are rediscovering that whole nature's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so if in your office, you can have a desk oriented towards a a window, and look out the window, you will feel better. You will have more energy along with hydration. That's a big thing too, uh, as well as how do you organize things? You want your space to have the things you love in it at eye level and be comfortable. You want to have your sofa chair set up the proper mathematical distance from a giant TV so you don't get headaches. So there are little things and of course, you can scour the internet for all this information and find it yourself and do it yourself. And that is awesome. I'm glad there are people out there who are ambitious like that. Some people, they look at a screen full of items and they're like, I have no idea how anyone can make this make sense. <laughs> I'm here to help you make it make sense. Yes. Well, it's <laughs> tough because you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. And you realize you don't know it, right? Like I, I moved recently um, to Indiana and this is back, you know, last year. And you, you think, you know, things are all set and then you get into the house and you start realizing certain things that you'll need or things that might, you know, need to be fixed or whatever it may be. But you don't really take the time to think about the, the flow, the, the, you know, the vibes of how mm-hmm. things are set up and stuff until maybe it's like too late. And until it's like you're feeling the the negative implications of the way that you have the house arranged or something like that. So yeah, no, yeah, I, I get you where you're coming down from. It definitely eventually, and this is like spring cleaning. It's just that mm. time of year too. Yep. Everyone is feeling bogged down and cooped up, and it's dusty and dirty, and like like it gets overwhelming. Yeah, the best thing just start small, top to bottom. Start small. So if you have a shelf full of books, take off the books one shelf at a time, top to bottom dust, clean, wipe off the books, go through them. If there's something you don't need anymore, something you lost interest in, donate it, give it away. It's fine. Just one little thing at a time over the weekends, you will feel better by the time we actually have leaves on the trees. 
which will be here before we know it. Um, as we're I going toward, so. I know, as we're going towards the tail end of the episode here, Kate, um, do us a favor. Like, this just sounds like it, it's it's a lot to take under like uh, an entire process here, right? I, I I feel overwhelmed for the audience hearing this. It's like I had to get my entire house rearranged and redone. What? No, it doesn't tell us that that's not the case and that I'm actually just making things a lot more dramatic than they need to be. Well, it feels dramatic because it's your space and you're living in it. And that's why hiring a professional is a great move because we'll take it room by room, corner by corner, and just task by task. So let's say you do want to have a proper, fancy, nice office. Well, what do you have? What do you want to keep? What do you need to keep? What is your favorite thing? So start with those, put it in their own category. Where are these gaps that you can buy things that will make you more organized, make you more comfortable, make it brighter if you want to change paint colors? That can People get very overwhelmed with paint colors, and I understand. <laughs> so just pick your favorite family, blue, green, purple, whatever. And we'll start from there. Just little bits at a time. And that's that's the thing why I have tiered services because I know people are like, okay, just do everything for me. Awesome. I can do that. I just need this one problem solved. Awesome. We can do that. So and in between. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? As we go towards the end of the episode here, we like to do our little segment we call final thoughts, and I'll kick things off. And I think it goes back to what I was just talking about earlier, and it's something, again, folks, I know we've been talking about this consistently, but consistency is key when we're talking about marketing. I'm marketing this to you, libertarians, liberty folk, whoever you may be, we need to get involved in conversations about the culture. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go out and like start talking about culture to people, but more so just get into the cultural spaces, start being the change you wish to see in the world. Now, we had a great guest here on the show a little bit ago named Michael Seifert. He was from Public Square. And what they're doing right now is actually helping present alternatives to the traditional woke companies, let's say. For example, I forget the name of the actual company, but alternatives to like Carhartt or alternatives to Hershey's, not I hate Hershey's like Jeremy's Chocolate over at the Daily Wire, which is hilarious, by the way. Uh, if you have not checked that out, go check it out. They have two different types of candies, uh, ones with nuts and ones without. I'll let you figure out why. But other than that, with that being said, we have a, a responsibility in this case to go and just get involved in the world of culture and, and in many cases start doing things in our own way. And people will see it. They will appreciate it. And if they are on board to doing things differently, who knows? They may actually hop on board with us. That's what I have for my final thoughts. Kate, what do you have for yours? Mm, you could totally hire me to make your house pretty. <laughs> uh, well, I, I suppose my final thoughts in a serious note is that I've always been very forthcoming with my concern and passion for liberty, and I have brought that with me everywhere. I always have. I always will. I don't uh, divorce that necessarily from creativeness. I, you know, the the whole riches in the niches or uh, subcultural things, they are relevant. And just being yourself there and understanding that people are going to look at you weird no matter what is fine. It's just life. Eventually, you'll encounter that on one side or another of anything. So, Sticking to sticking to your guns is more important than uh, than being liked, in my humble opinion. 
<laughs> I love it. Well, Kate, uh, they heard at the beginning of the episode where to find you, but so they don't have to go ahead and rewind all the way back to the beginning. Do us a favor again. Where can folks go ahead and uh, enlist your services if they want to go ahead and get their indoor interior space all feng shui, feeling nice vibes, all that fun stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, darkentriesdesign.com. You can find me on Pinterest predominantly, also LinkedIn because business oriented people like pretty spaces too and uh youtube which is a little hit and miss but that's okay i don't i you can see that this camera is horrible (laughs) (laughs) you're focused on making people's homes look nice that's what's important and kate looking at your website by the way it looks like you do a pretty darn nice job so folks you want to go ahead and check things out as well from Kate's uh, website. I will include all that and the links in the show notes. Plus, by the way, if you are joining us here on the podcast version of the show, which I know 99% of you are, we'll head over to your uh, podcast catcher. Click the artwork. It will bring you over to BrianNicholsShow.com, where you can find today's episode, the entire transcript from today's episode. Plus, you can find social media links for Kate. And oh, by the way, I mentioned that episode with Michael Seifert. So if you're going to join us over on the video version of the show, which can be found on Odyssey, Rumble and on YouTube, that episode of Michael Cipher is actually going to pop up right here. And uh, if you want to go ahead and check out how you can support businesses who are not doing things in the traditional way, well, go ahead, check that episode uh, episode out there. I will see you there. Otherwise, thank you for joining us. That being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Kate Barnett. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support.